0: Comes in and steals the fucking show. Like a goddamn boss! Heyo! Hey everybody! And welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manic, your favorite full spoiler review podcast of George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice Fire series, starting with the Game of Thrones and almost ending in Game of Thrones. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Zach, and sitting next to me here is... Me. My co-host, Nate. That's me. That's you. Nate. Me. I'm me. Me. Yeah. Cool. So if you joined us last time, last episode... We were reading ARIA 5. Ned died. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, duh. Duh. But if you didn't join us, <laughs> we're full spoiler reread. <laughs> so... Oh, yeah. Ned's dead. Hey. By the way, Um Whatever.
0: Yeah, Arya got to witness it and witness her sister up there as well and sort of the reaction of the, the smaller folk of the crowd. And so it was it was interesting, and now we're going to get the, the fallout from that as the dominoes really well, start to tip here. We're going to get some
1: weird pre-fallout, actually. Well, yeah, a little but, bit of pre-fallout. You know, but,
0: and so, yeah, if you're new, welcome. If you been here before welcome back we're gonna jump right into it because i'm really excited about this chapter today so
1: what where was bran last we saw him
0: bran
1: that's a toughie yeah, he, mm-hmm. uh, him
0: and Asha were, or Osha were were outside the, the where, what, at the God's Wood mm-hmm, with on, naked Hodor and, yep, stumbling around. Right. Talking
1: about listening to the, the God's here. answering so, his prayers. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so this time we open and- Well, we're br-
0: reading Brand 7. I don't know if we said Brand si- 7.
1: Yeah, Brand 6 was the one we were just talking about. But yeah, yeah Brand 7. I think brand we've seven. said a few times now. Yeah, brand cool. 7. Let's say it a few more. Brand, brand, seven, there brand you go. 7. Brand 7. Brand 7. In case you weren't sure. So they opened this chapter in Bran, as well as Meister Lewin and Summer are all atop of the wall.
0: A wall, not the wall. Lewin's turret. The, tur- uh, the right. balcony of Lewin's turret. And they're
1: watching the new men train down in the yard, being trained by Sir Roderick, who has now arrived from being sent... Uh, was he at White Harbor and directly from White Harbor too? Yeah, yeah, yeah by Lady Catlin. And so he's here training fresh recruits—the young
0: boys, the young. yes yeah. And Brand notes that they don't fight very well. And mm-hmm. Lewin's not really watching; he's m- like making notes through his mirror's lens. He's more interested and kind of gives half answers to Brand through this whole conversation. But yeah, uh, Lewin agrees that they they're nothing really to to fight. But he is noting the position of the comet that hung low in the sky. Oh yeah, I turned away, I yeah. guess, huh?
1: So is this our first mention of the comet? This I believe is, is the, the first very mention first... of
0: the comet proper. Yeah. So and So yeah, that's interesting as we know it it it's an odd the comet's an odd. Thing right. In this book. Because it, it very well could just be a comet. Because it very well could just be a comet, but it represents and symbolizes so many different things to so many right. different people, and so it becomes a game of who's so correct. Collectively,
1: it seems to represent magic coming back in the world of some sort, whether that be dragons, whether that be returning power to the White Walkers, whether that mm. be, you know, it could be anything. Uh, more power to Ray- Raylor, uh, Rollor, Raylor, Rollor, and his fires and the visions and the Red Priest. It could be anything, but it's neat that this Meister of the Citadel is the fun that we get it from first. Yeah, noting its position and tracking it yeah. across the
0: sky. And Lewin notes that Sir Roderick had the right of it, though, since most of the seasoned men went with Father and Rob down south, and so they needed to train new men to man the walls here. They needed to rebuild up their garrison here at Winterfell, so they had defenses and Really, it's just prudence, yeah. especially in this world. You want to have a house garrison that knows yeah, what the to they're doing. Yeah, something to somebody when they, if they happen to have to come all the way back here. So
1: Bran thinks about how if he had a, his legs working, he would be able to beat all of them down there. Yeah. And he thinks about the last time that he fought, <laughs> and it was when Robert was up there in the north, and he he knocked Tommen down at least half a hundred times. Mm-hmm. So he was just beating up on poor little Tommen who just wanted to go cuddle with some kittens. Well, I mean... Fuck him. I mean, I guess he's Louise. But it is hilarious. Uh, I honestly think that at this point, if his legs hadn't fallen, you know, he hadn't fallen and then his legs had problems, he would have kept training, and he would have gotten good enough to where he would have been better than them.
0: I think he would have gotten good, but I would have liked to have seen Bran in this yard with... I mean, he said they were like 18, 17. Oh, yeah. Like, Bran would have gotten his ass kicked he <laughs> is like an eight-year-old kid he wasn't holding his own he's being no yeah just he's resentful because and spiteful he can't feel yeah yeah and so he also begins mentioning to lewin about learning to fight with a poleaxe yeah atop hodor's shoulders and... so that yeah this shit had
1: some subtle little neat things i think well
0: yeah because bran also mentions that there was a knight once, who was blind, but who fought with a staff that had two blades on each yeah.
1: end. Yeah, so before we get to Simeon Star Eyes, he had said because uh, he said Hodor can be his legs, and the together they can fight as one knight. He says, we could be a knight together. And Meister Lewin says, when a man fights, his arms and legs and thoughts must be as one. And we know that Eventually, he's going to warg into his thoughts and take control of his body and start fighting him, fighting off some shit
0: with Hodor's his little Rock'em pu- Sock'em robot. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I thought it was neat that he's saying that. You know, no, you would have to be able to control his mind, his body, his thoughts, not just part you yeah. and part him. Um,
0: yeah. So we get, and uh, uh, I I was just calling him Simon Star Eyes, but I guess oh. Simeon works too.
1: I don't, However, you yeah. want
0: to pronounce it. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was a
1: blind knight, and he had put the star, jo- I don't remember what kind of gem. Star it said. sapphires. Yeah, into his sockets, it was rumored.
0: Yeah, the singers say, but that's only a story, Bran. You must learn to put those dreams aside, as they will only break your heart.
1: So, a few things about... Jowls. in there. Um, I feel like he's, like... Just like a lot of the Age of Heroes people, I think he exists.
0: I think he's, he's my fucking spirit animal. Yeah, I love him. He's a fucking badass. He reminds me of Oberon, but he's got sapphires for eyes. I was wondering
1: if maybe he might not make an appearance in the Game of Thrones prequel show that's going on in the Age of Heroes. And I thought that'd be pretty neat if they get the I right person to play him. I
0: would do disgusting things to the television so, if they do that. So,
1: that. But yeah, I really, really like the idea of him. and yeah, But the idea of Dreams makes Bran remember but I just don't know that this is a. He just seems like a legit person to me. The Simeon Star Eyes. Like, oh yeah, no, I like I think way more legit. He was, was given credit for yeah. by Lewin.
0: Um, yeah, Brand mentions his dreams that he dreamed with the three-eyed crow last night. That he had led Brand down to the crypts, and Father was there, and we talked, and he was sad, and Lewin, kind of half paying attention, asks, uh, "Why was that?" And Brand says something to do with John, I think. This dream had been deeply disturbing, more so than any other crow dream before yes. it.
1: Now, I feel, and I'm pretty sure you probably would agree, that by the end of the chapter, we have a fairly strong idea of what the conversation was between the two. If not, I'll point out where I feel like that stuff is found. Um, but I feel like we know, for the most part, what these two spoke about. Because it says that it's deeply disturbing. So he's kind of like... Fuck, man.
0: Yeah, the deeply disturbing is intriguing in that, definitely.
1: But, uh, yeah, I think that the shared vision with Rickon and <clears throat> Bran kind of will give us some context along with a few lines. So, uh, yeah, we're full spoiler, but we're going to keep it in order because fucking wait. Yeah. so Patience.
0: Bran, uh, the next interesting point Bran brings up is that Hodor won't go down into the crypts as Bran had tried to have Hodor bring him yeah. there after breakfast, but Lewin's only half-listening at this point, and Brand- and asks, Oh, what did you say? And Bran says, When I first woke, I told him to take me down to see if Father was truly there. Got to the top step, but he wouldn't go down any further. And he says, In the dream, I flew down with the crow, but I can't fly when I'm awake.
1: Yeah. And then he says that he had even considered smacking... Hodor in the back of the head to get him. To so
0: go down. we're now now, and I didn't realize it was in this chapter, but this is one of the issues I start to have with Bran. Is we learn, in a couple books, how much it's considered north of the Wall an abomination to warg into somebody else yeah. and control them, and Bran does it pretty much without thought for Hodor at all, and so it like it actually it really starts to bother me with Bran, I think that's interesting. It kind of starts making sense here, though. It, it Well, like, it does and it doesn't. Well, like, I mean, it does. You're right. But this behavior, this swatting him like a mule, I am so glad Lewin puts him in his place because, like, it becomes sketchy. Like, I feel like that's going to become one of Bran's biggest flaws is this whimsical devil devil make hair attitude about his abilities that's gonna like as we know from the show destroys Hodor's mind like and so I think obviously in the book I think it'll be much more impactful but I think this is where it starts is this Hodor's not doing yeah, what he right. wants and going where he wants, so fucking swat him like a mule. Yeah, and... he's putting these people as a, on a different level than he's yeah, on. Yeah, they're, they're tools to him yeah. essentially. And, yeah, Lewin corrects him. You know, Hodor is not a, a mule to be beaten when yeah. he doesn't. He is a man, so. And, yeah,
1: so he asks Bran, why are you even trying to go to the crypts? Like, you had a dream.
0: And he was like, I've been telling you to go see father. Bran, you sweet child. You patronizing fuck. Lord Eddard will sit below the stone with all the Stark kings back in the North uh, the Stark kings back to the kings of the North. But that won't be for many years yet. Your father is a prisoner in King's Landing. You'll not find him in the crypts. So I know that that's clearly the <clears throat>
1: He's going to eat his fucking words here at the end. Yeah. But I feel like that's almost a false hint where it's going to be a while before Ned's bones get returned to King's Land. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a north, long north. time. And so I almost feel like that's kind of more of a reference to that as mm. opposed to, oh, he dies at the end. He's dead. like the cha- You're, you're going to find out at the end of the chapter. But like it's more of a, yeah, but he's not going to get back to his home. Crits. I really
0: like what Martin does here. And it reminds me a lot of uh, Breaking Bad, if you've seen Breaking Bad, where- we're kind of just based on association and point of view and perspective. We're kind of forced to dislike Lewin because he's an obstacle to Bran in embracing these dreams and taking them as fact and and heeding these warnings. And so, but Lewin is acting how any reasonable Rational, adult yeah. would, and you know, oh, we, so he's kind of like Skyler, you mean? Yeah, yeah, and exa- exactly yeah. where we kind of are like, "Fuck you, Lewin!" Like let Bran explain his dream, but in reality. That's, I do it to Jude, you do and it like, to yourself, you it would know, just yeah. be
1: like if all of a sudden Jude's like takes me to fucking Narnia, and he's like, "See, yeah, See? exactly. Like, like he told you're not, you. you're not
0: supposed to believe it. Lewin is acting rationally, and it's in this trying time. His mother, his brother, his father. And all so you're just gonna went cop off. it all yeah. off to stress, and, and so like, but we're, we Martin twists it because we're reading it from Bran. We get Bran's frustration. We trust Bran. So we're like fucking Lewin, like you're impeding yeah. our hero here, and I just I l- really like the way he does that because we've come to trust Lewin. Yet yeah, in this chapter, I find myself annoyed with him, yeah. and like kind of like you're being a dickhead. Like he's also so distracted throughout a lot of the That's chapter. That's it. He's not like, taking him seriously. Yeah. He's not listening. And then Osha kind of reminds him at the end of the yeah, chapter. B- put it into
1: those words. It reminds me similar. Grandmasters treat Citadel like working there, like just so. Oh, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. Who's you? you whatever. Like, I'm busy. Your opinion's not valid. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, uh, bringing it back to the current conversation, Bran says, he was down there last night in the crypts. I talked to him. And so, Lewin kind of sighs and says, stubborn boy, would you like to go down and see? And Bran says, I can't. Hodor won't go down. Dancer's too big to That's fit.
1: not what I asked you, boy. Yeah, pretty much. And so, they summon Usha. And...
0: She's a badass Yeah, bitch. she's tall and tough and uncomplaining. She's scared of no crits. I live my life beyond the walls. A hole in the ground won't fret me none, my lords. So, yeah, it. she doesn't give a shit. She's awesome. So, yeah, Bran calls Summer to him as Osha lifts him up, and she carries him across the yard and down to the cold vault under the earth. And Lewin is leading with a torch. Bran had... Oh, only barely minded that Osha was carrying him in her arms. Yeah, like he kind of thinks
1: about like her, her faithfulness to the house so far, mm. Like that ever since she's been here. She's been pretty great. It was
0: Roderick who ordered her chains struck off her wrists because she had proven her loyalty. She had served faithfully so far, but she is still manacled at the ankle yeah. to show that she's not wholly trusted yet. But it doesn't really impede her movement. She can get around. She can do stairs, She's Man, I love Roderick. Such yeah, no, like ass. I really I really he do sees like the, the, the yeah, absolutely. The northern he's got that northern honor. Oh, yeah. you were a
1: wildling, you you weren't, you know you weren't against the black or anything like that. You were born, you came down, you didn't actually kill anybody or steal anything, like you're serving and she's your time. Served, yeah. Like you're and she's, okay. She's
0: not trying to plot or escape or you know, she's accessed like a confidant from Bran and helped yeah. him out. So yeah, no, Roger saw that, struck her, gave her a little bit of trust, a little leeway. And so yeah. Ro, uh, Roderick. Yep, yeah, but bu, bu, bu. Bran could not. I uh, was trying to recall the last time he had come down here, and yeah. you know, he thinks it was before. I'm which, wondering
1: if he's he's not recalling the exact same scenario that I think it was Arya. Scary. Where they yeah, yeah they pretended that they were the ghosts I think it was John, wasn't it? Was it was John
0: who was dressed up as the ghost, yeah. but Rob led him down there, in Brand and Bran. Yeah, Reckon. yeah. I, I that's the feeling I got too. But yeah, he thinks of the last time. It was certainly before, which, as we've said, uh, the fall before is how he distinguishes his fall. And yeah, it was with playing with John and Rickon and Arya and Sansa and Rob, and so yeah, he kind of wishes they were there now because they might help the vault not seem so fucking yeah. terrifying. And, and Summer stalks ahead. Yeah. And growls. Yeah. And
1: perhaps like creeps back, bearing his teeth, and so we know that he he's likely
0: sensing Shaggy dog, Shaggy wolf, Shaggy dog. Well, even Osha seems uncomfortable. Yeah, and, and she's so, mishardened. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that it's Summers sensing Shaggy because why would he have that reaction to his brother? Like, on like I
1: think more like hearing he knows that there's that there's something
0: down there. Right yeah, now, and that's I, about it. I, I don't. But she, uh, Osha's Rickon sobbing or Osha's something. eyeing the the old Stark statues uh-huh. and she says, "Grim folk," and Bran whispers, "The kings of Winter." As... Winter's
1: got no king. If you'd seen it, you'd know that, Summer Boy. I quoted that because I just like the way that she put those two words together, Summer Boy, because we Mm. think of it immediately as, yeah, he hasn't seen a winter. But Wolf. He's a, he is summer boy. Like, mm. he's the green seer that's going to be warging into summer so often.
0: I also like the uh, sort of the play because we know in the show we get the face of the others, the Night King. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, you know, winter has no king, boy. Yeah, this yeah. is just a force. This is uh, a presence. This isn't something being led. This just is. And I also like the fact that Bran whispers the kings of winter because talking too loudly here felt wrong. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, if you've ever just been in a creepy place, like, you get that feel, like, talking too loud, think something might hear you yeah. and bring it, like... So now, and I also want to
1: just kind of remind that during some of Ned's chapters way back when he had some, he had thought of that, like... That wintry prison in the crypts of Winterfell, mm-hmm. and he often hell, thought about the, the, f- yeah, the frozen hell, the frozen yeah. hell of Winterfell crypts, and like all these different, just deep, scary things. It
0: almost seemed like he was afraid of a magic
1: tied to it in some
0: way. Yeah. to me, anyway. And so Lewin says they were the kings in the North for thousands of years, hard men for a hard time. Come, and he strides off down the vault. And so we get the description that the vault was cavernous, longer than Winterfell itself. And Jon had told Bran that there were deeper and darker vaults beneath of older kings buried. And Summer refused to move from the steps, even as Osha followed Lewin with Bran in her arms.
1: So, holy fuck, that's
0: huge. Yeah, longer than Winterfell itself. So they're like going out under the walls a little bit to walk this length. And there's layers under that, and as we know, some are collapsed. Yeah, supposedly. Massive. And so yeah, Massive. no, there's the the crypts are important. Like the, there's the, yeah. there's no way they cannot be. It's crazy. It's crazy. So as they're walking, um, Lewin bids w- Brand to. Yeah. Do you remember your histories? He asks. Tell OSHA who these men are and what they did. So
1: Brand thinks the Meister had told him the stories. And old Nan had made them come alive. Old Nan. So I really like that. That yeah, he knew the he knew the information from Meister Lewin. Lewin lectured him. But Nan knew the stories mm-hmm. too. And she told the stories. She didn't just, you know, lecture them to him. And so he says that one is John Stock. When the sea raiders landed in the east, he drove them out and built the castle at White Harbor. His son was Rickard Stock, not my father's father, but another Rickard. He took the neck away from the Marsh King, and married his daughter. Theon Starks, the real thin one with the long hair and the skinny beard they called him the Hungry Wolf because he was always at war that's A. Brandon, the tall one with the dreamy face, he was Brandon the Shipwright because he loved the sea there's a bunch of other ones listed (laughs) here so we're probably not going to go through everyone, Roderick Stark uh, who won the Bear Island and gave it to the Mormonts and Cregan Stark who faced Prince Eamon you know, some big names there but they finally come down to Rickard Stark, his grandfathers. And to either side is Brandon Stark and Lyanna Stark, which we learn, or have known, but they technically shouldn't have
0: a statue here.
1: Yes, This is supposed to be for lords and kings kings of Winterfell.
0: But there they are. Ned Stark loved them so. Ned Stark loved them so. Yeah, uh... I like it's noted that as they, they get closer to these statues that a, a, a sadness starts to fill Bran as these are the histories that affect him now as we come to the end of the line of the Stark line. Um, yeah. that That's relevant to Bran, so a sadness starts to fill him. And yeah, Osha points out that the maid is a fair one. It's me, speaking of okay, Lyanna's yeah. tomb now. And
1: Bran explains her history with how she was betrothed to Robert but then kidnapped by... Rhaegar and murdered and raped and all that.
0: Robert fought a war to win her back. He killed Rhaegar on the Trident, but Lyanna died, and he never got her back anyway.
1: Do you think – this one's hard for me. Now, I don't know the exact history on Rickard Stark and whether he was able to be returned after being burned alive, if there was anything that actually came back. But I almost feel like Lyanna, if Rhaegar's
0: dead, that he might be in there as well in Liana's. Liana's with her. Oh yeah, I could see that. Um I could see his heart being in there. I could see a lot of things. A lot of people think his harp is down in other or his bones might be Yeah. Uh, in another part of the crypts. Um yeah, I But this it's so there's so Osha much crazy point in this says she yeah. a sad tale, but those empty holes are sadder. Which to me was one of the biggest lines in the chapter because essentially I think that line was for Bran. Like, it's the empty holes there for Lord yeah. Eddard and his family yeah. that are yet to be filled.
1: That are going to be even worse. That are,
0: like, the sad ones because they're, they're, they're there waiting for you. Yeah, like, those are yours. And so, yeah, I I just really That's like imposing. that line. And then uh, Lewin, Lewin points out Lord Eddard's tomb and says, when his time comes... He will. This is where he'll be interred. Is this where you saw him in your dream, Bran? So and Bran
1: kind of tells him yes, but at the same time, he feels like... Because he feels like a chill up his spine. Yeah, the memory made him shiver. And he also thinks, did I hear something? And so that's what... Like, obviously, I think that's the scuffling of Rickon yeah. and uh, Shaggy Dog. But he tells him, yeah, this Oh, is... hold on.
0: Before we go on, because this is... Uh, I have a weird, odd little theory... And, uh, and then I have another one later as well. But so, my odd little theory is I think that the dream that Bran had with Ned in the Crips, I don't think it was just a conversation saying farewells. I think Ned was the white that John faced and dreams about as well. The memory makes him shiver. It was more disturbing than yeah. any other dream he had ever seen. And John thinks of how disturbing it is watching his father's face melt. Oh, think I, think, he's it's, I think it's a white Ned that he's dream- – that, that same thing John is dreaming of. So
1: I, I do think that it's farewells. Um, well, because, I think
0: there's farewells hat, yeah. but as a and white
1: Ned. it's saying, you know, it wish it had the time to talk to John, that there's important stuff with John. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But, yeah, I definitely think that's what – because that's what got Rickon so upset was him saying – I'm not coming back boy mm. like goodbye this is the last you'll ever see me and yeah if it's that white one doing that you know in whatever capacity yeah like, yeah that's I just wild. it
0: was the shiver that got me like yeah that makes sense why would like, his father even saying farewell like yet sad his father's dying I know that but like it would almost be like a clutching dread instead of a shiver yes. of yeah. So it just, maybe he was seeing Ned same as a white white, that yeah, that John's, John's dreaming of, of now, putting on Othar's face. Well, not that lure him Lu- to the crypts? Him in the crypts, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, Lewin steps toward the open tomb of Lord Eddard and says, he's not here, nor will he be for many a year. Dreams are only dreams, child, and he thrusts his arm into the blackness of the tomb, into as if into the mouth of some great beast. Yeah, what the fuck, Martin? The darkness sprang at him. As you can see, it's quite empty, he says, as the darkness snarling. Bran saw eyes like green fire, a flash of teeth, and fur as black as the pit around them. Yeah, and so Shaggy Dog just grabs a hold of Lewin. Yeah, the the torch went flying, hitting the stone face of Brandon Stark and landing at his feet, flames licking up his legs. Yep. So, here... And this is where things get a little odd because you and I yeah. talked about it, discussed... So, yeah. Quick believe, histories. We, we, um, yeah, lesson. yeah. We believe this is a, a an example of the unreliable narrator that Martin uses sometimes yeah. where people get things wrong because Bran, in giving the history, quotes that his grandfather, Lord Rickard Carstark, was beheaded by the Mad King. That's not the history yeah. that as we are usually given. As far
1: as we're aware... Lord, uh, Lord Rickard. Rickard Stark was donned in his steel armor and burned alive, suspended, uh, suspended over, over a pit. Yeah, by Tyroshi. Uh, it was lit by a Tyroshi a pyromancer. Pyromancer lit the thing
0: and burned uh, him alive. Brandon Stark was held by a Tyroshi noose.
1: That was a strangulation device. A, ta- a tra- uh, trap where they put a sword in front of him that he could cut the
0: device off with. But it was just out of his reach where he strangled himself. And he had to watch his father burn alive, and then he was he he strangled himself to death. But yeah, so Bran so Bran, says... I believe, gets it wrong, including that Lord Rickard lost it was beheaded by Mad King Ares. He was burned alive. So either
1: do you think Ned never told them? And that's the what I'm wondering truth? is maybe
0: if it was just yeah he was beheaded like yeah, and like... same thing with Brand and they were just killed by the Mad King like that could be it. But
1: but it's funny that if he was given but that false the, information, we get the true
0: image in the torch, right? Where that's the it. the symbolism of and it's not it doesn't it's not Brandon who burned, but the flames licking up the we legs. We get the Essentially, actual fire essentially is the... how Lord Rickard was lowered into this fire pit, slowly burning from the legs up. And so yeah, I believe we we got a little example of the unreliable narrator there.
1: But it's neat that we also got the real truth with the flames imagery there as well. Yeah,
0: and so the. Uh, Summer Luin was on, is yeah. low and struggling with the dire wolf. One hand is beating at the muzzle, the other hand is locked in its jaws. And Bran calls out to Summer for help. Yeah. And Summer goes and tackles uh shaggy dog down and they start yeah, wrestling. Yeah, they're wrestling. Uh,
1: what's her face? Osha. She goes over. Sets the, runs over to help. Lewin leans um,
0: brand against Rickard's stone wolf, which I don't know why I thought was significant, but I did, apparently, (laughs) enough to note it. I guess. And yeah, she turns and helps Lewin to his feet. His arm is torn and bloodied. And a small voice calls for Shaggy. And Rickon is suddenly standing in the mouth of Father's tomb. And Shaggy Dog broke off from Summer and bounded to Rickon's side.
1: Now, I think this next part is important because he starts yelling at Lewin to leave his father alone, back the fuck off. Which is mainly, I think, because he heard Lewin saying, Your father's not here. Your father's not. There's nobody here. You don't. And I think it's important because Lewin's going to say that Shaggy Dog can't leave and needs to be chained up because normally he was. We find out that Rickon had freed Shaggy Dog because Shaggy Dog doesn't like to be chained up and Lewin's argument is because he's already attacked certain people, and it's only a matter of time before he kills someone. I don't think Shaggy Dog has just attacked people. It's always been somebody that... Is upsetting Rickon. Rickon's scared of or upset at. And so... Shut the fuck up, Lewin! Like that's that. I think your point yeah. that you made earlier, where we're like, just shut up, Lewin. No, well, we again,
0: we 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 have the perspective from these kids with these wolves. We we trust the wolves just like the kids do. Right, so we right. understand that if Shaggy Dog's doing something, it's probably to protect Rickon or keep Rickon safe. But yeah, so. Rickon is telling Lewin to leave his father be, and Bran says that father's not here. And he says, yes, he is. I saw him last night. And Bran asks, in your dream? Boom! And Rickon nods and says that he is coming home now, just like he promised. And Bran had never seen Maester Lewin look so uncertain before. And so Osha grabs the torch, and the black soot stains uh, went up both of Brandon's likeness legs, which I just, again, the imagery there. And uh, Lewin says, yeah, the beast is supposed to be chained in the kennels. And Rickon pats Shaggy's bloody muzzle. (laughs) I let him loose. He doesn't like chains. Nope. And Bran just kind of sighs and says, will you come with me, Rickon? And he says, no, I like it here.
1: And Bran steps up, man. Well, Bran says, yeah, it's
0: dark and cold here. And Rickon says, I'm not afraid. I'm waiting for father. And Bran says, well, then we'll wait together, you and I. Like, we'll, we'll... We'll we'll do this, you know. We'll wait with our wolves. We'll go up into the the Maester's tower. tower and we'll chill. And before we get to Lewin, this is my other more serious theory. Rickon is the only Stark who likes the Crips and feels comfortable in them, along with his wolf, apparently. True. Apparently, like, he wants yeah. to stay. He was just walking around in his father's in dark. black tomb with no torch. No torch With just Shaggy Dog. Dude. With the green fire. Yeah. Hard men for hard times are in these crypts, and Rickon feels welcome. The wild... He's sh- going to be the king of the north? He's the king of the fucking north. Holy shit, dude. He feels welcome down oh. here because he is a hard, stark wild man he's grizzled he's shaggy he's and so he's wandering down here waiting for father because he's safe down here so because i was
1: i was just getting ready to mention that you know full spoiler reread we are fairly sure he's out at skagos with osha that's what we've been told at this point yes who's the person that's pushing their green site the most right now but Osha. Mm-hmm. Even in this chapter once we get up to the tower, we'll yeah, see Yeah, he's going to come that. back lord of the fucking cannibals, he's man. He's going to be <laughs> like, like he's going to go handle some business. Him and Shaggy Dog are going to be fucking badass. Come though, like like good job. Like I like the show. <laughs> I like the show. Rick on. Show Rick book on, yeah. is going to eat Ramsay the
0: fuck alive. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, if they ever even encounter, but like Fuck. That's it. He says it. He says, no, I don't want to go with you. I like it here. Every other Stark views this place with f- fucking stuff. terror. Even Arya, Ned Stark. Um, had kind
1: of developed, talked her, He. she talks her way out. of Yeah, yeah, it's me. still that scary but darkness. Until she goes and trains the House of Black and White, I don't expect her to be walking around the crypts of Winterfell yeah. without a torch, unfazed. Yeah, no, yes. little Rickon-
0: Four year old baby Rick on. I like it. He was in here, like, exactly. He came stalking out of the darkness of his father's yeah. tomb. Like, he was just down there. Oh, hey, sup. Yeah. <laughs> and uh... apparently, he had the dream last night. Has he been down there all day? Did he yeah. wake up last night after the dream and come down here? He has no fear of this place. So, yeah. I. And then I just thought of Lewin's description. Like, this is a place for hard men of hard times, and hard times are coming. And Rickon's the only one of them that fucking. Well, and
1: it, I mean, technically speaking, makes sense. Bran goes up north beyond the wall, becomes a three-eyed raven. He's not going to want that. Position. Jon Snow is a Targaryen. Jon Snow is Targaryen. Arya's faceless, king. loses her name. And Sansa's got what Sansa's, Sansa's going on? T- uh, eerie stuff. Eerie
0: fucking Lannister yeah, and like, Winterfell and
1: Bran or Rickon Stark. He's going to come in and be the hardened. So grizzle, that's it. That's riding it. That's riding right. a unicorn with fucking shaggy dog running what beside. What episode
0: number is it? Sixty five. 65. So 65, I'm calling it. The end of the book will be Bran Stark as the Three-Eyed Raven, Sansa Stark as Queen, Arya Stark as the Faceless Assassin, Rickon Stark as Lord of Winterfell, King of the North, Jon Snow as Aegon Targaryen, or whatever the fuck his name is, Targaryen, in exile in the Free Cities. And, or Beyond the Wall. Or Beyond the Wall, yeah. and... uh I'm on board with this. whole... Yeah, I, I feel I'm, like yep. like there's there's a role for each one, and she, like this chapter to me felt like Rickon's chapter more than Brand's until the very end. Yeah, that's pretty dope. And so I'm gonna stop gushing well, about that because
1: I really like it because he's got the green sight. He's he had the dream. He knows with the, he his, starts crying when the bird lands with the news.
0: His dog has like green fire eyes. Yeah, dude. yeah, that, like shine in the darkness. Wildfire. Yeah. Green. Exactly. Wildfire. Like.
1: like that's the name the of the shit. The green
0: sight, the green, like, like yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's so much. And so, I'm yeah, Bran steps up and says, you know, we'll wait together, you, me, and the wolves. And Lewin says, you know, you have a kind heart. I know what you're trying to do, but no, Shaggy Dog needs to be chained up because, yeah, he's going to kill someone. And Bran thinks the kill. They don't really say it out loud, but what he says is he was not made for chains. We will wait in the tower, all of us. And Lewin says that that is quite impossible. And Osha grins. The boy's the lordling here, last I recall, as she scoops Bran up. The yeah. maester's tower, tis. <laughs> and they head for the tower. With Lewin really having no choice, uh, Bran coaxes Rickon into following as long as Shaggy Dog won't get chained up. And so they head up. And Lewin's tower is a cluttered mess of fuck-all. Yeah, fuck which, all. whatever. And so Osha begins dressing his wound Uh, With him
1: explaining what to do. yeah, And so he says that he agrees that both the children having the same dream is odd. It's odd. But it's completely logical. It makes complete sense. You're grieving for your...
0: You miss your father. You're thinking of him. You're afraid for him. Fear does queer things to men's minds and makes them think weird thoughts. And so it's it's natural that you dream of him for missing him.
1: And then he says that... uh, Rickon is too young to understand, and Bran is too old to believe in such nonsensical dreams. He's old
0: enough to know that dreams are just dreams. Just dreams. But, uh... Osha. Osha says... My girl.
1: Sometimes they are, but sometimes they are not.
0: Fuck you, Lewin. The children of the forest could tell you a thing or two about dreaming. And uh, Lewin starts talking shit. Lewin says... The children live only in dreams now. That's it. That's true. Yeah, like they are the green seers. seers Their living, knowledge yeah. is in the weirwood. Do you think like,
1: he's just this ultra aware fucking? He dude. is a three eyed raven. Like <laughs> fucking blood raven is lewin That's the new one. No, no. I, I think it's <laughs> no, uh, yeah.
0: it's the it's that that deniability. He is such a and I'll bring it back to loss. He's a man of science. He is not a man of yeah. faith. And so these are all dead legends to him. And that's what's so funny. But though, he is... does here soon admit that magic was real. Yeah. That they did all they did with magic. And, and how so he, he doesn't. Deny its existence, but it's gone. It's dead. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I like that he,
1: as much as he's denying it, he's still actually saying. The truth about well, the these truth creatures, about it, yeah. While using his logic, yeah. They only like,
0: they only live in dreams. If now. you
1: only knew how right you. They actually are so were.
0: diminished that that's essentially true. That that the green sight, these dreams, these visions that Bran is having, are the only real way they can communicate this knowledge. And I think that that's significant in what we get here soon about the Isle of Faces. Yeah. And
1: well, so uh, Bran once again mentions Old Nan, and he says that she knows some of the t- stories too. That the children knew the songs of the trees, that they could fly like birds and swim like fish.
0: The fish have scales. And talk
1: to the animals. They make music so beautiful you could cry. Oh, the birds have
0: scales and the fish take wing.
1: Do you think this has anything to do with Patrice?
0: I know, I know... Oh, oh, oh. I do. I, I don't know what, uh, but I absolutely feel like they're tied together. I'm so glad. Because uh, the, the nomenclature, the language is so similar yeah. that that was my first thought, too. I like, feel like
1: that maybe that there's children. And I, and it's,
0: but it's also warging. Like, right. you know, they can fly up with the birds. Right. They can swim, with, swim with, the with the fish And so I sea. don't know
1: if I want to say that there's not mermaids, but some underwaterly evolved children of the forest or if it's just that, referring to the fact I mean, that they can transform into, they could warg into fish and birds. If and you've tri- ever read the, 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 the
0: Supplicants, and I know you've gone through some of them, that you, there, there is, in this world, evidence that there were creatures of intelligence that lived beneath the sea. And right. so, that it's not entirely, it's possible that Patchface is a fucking... Creature on a a, a communed, yeah, and and sort of because there's a theory that he wants to bring Shireen down beneath the waves so that the Mer people can again have a bloodline that ties them to a king that they can then get it back and and so there's a ton of shit with Patchface. No, yeah, yeah. I do think it's somehow it's because it's tied back to the magic coming. I like also though
1: that we're we're only what. Eight chapters away from Patchface's introduction. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. He's coming right now. And we get the comic. The comment, we, We're getting all this All this right for, at the end yeah. for the next book where it's coming. Mm-hmm. And Patchface's little thing with this right at the end. Like, I just felt like there's something. And kind the next line,
0: Lewin says, and they did all that with magic. And so, again, with Patchface, you've got to believe that there's something magical with that description. And so
1: he says if only he had some of that magic now, he could heal himself way faster. Yeah, he's
0: being a cunt. And then essentially he says, take a lesson, Bran. A man who trusts in spells is dueling with a glass sword, as the children did. And so essentially, and that's sort of the, the... always the rule with magic. It's a double-aged sword. You know, you're grasping a sword without a hilt. It will cut you if you don't learn to control it. It, uh, I feel like in this universe it is more true than in any other fantasy realm I've ever read. Especially with Bran and War So, here's the
1: thing. It made me think of our D&D game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yay! Because Glass Staff. Oh. <laughs> damn it. God damn it. That so. is uh,
0: a nickname Nate's character. Wagons the Gnome Druid has acquired... Well, he's taken it for himself. It's and name. it's gained some renown. You're, you're right. doing all right. That's right. Uh, Anyway, bringing it back to D&D. <laughs> or to Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones. Away Jesus. from D&D. Uh, Away from D&D. Yeah, and so... I just I think it's interesting, and it also made me think of the glass candles. Yes, that so, you can't grasp those at right, all without right. getting cut. Yeah, so he kind of
1: just stands up immediately, all of a sudden being done patched up, and shoots over to some jars, mm-hmm. and he pulls out some, some as we know, dragon glass arrowheads, which some, is what
0: Osha names them as well, right. dragon glass. But he corrects and says obsidian, obsidian,
1: and he says that they were yeah forged in the fire of the gods far below the earth, like what the. F- fuck does that i i mean technically i'm assuming it's just his way of describing it's the metals from the molten core of the earth but he doesn't know how to explain it yeah but like does is there more meaning yeah, yeah, to it I don't like know.
0: fuck yeah that, that it's such a intense description for how yeah. it's forged he says the
1: children used to use it to hunt with swords made of these things and
0: osha comments um they still do. Mm. Like, yeah, that's their, That's still what they So Bran asks if he can keep one because they're so beautiful. Beautiful. And Lewin agrees, and Rickon says that he wants four because he's four, yep. which logic. And Are then he... Bran says, tell me about the children. And then it says, it was important. It was important. That's just an aside in Bran's thought. Bran thought, yeah, just tell me
1: about the children, Bran said. And then it was important.
0: It. <sighs> Fuck. What do you want to know?
1: Everything. Everything. Life. Now, I know that's related to the children, but the power of that. Yeah.
0: Like, what do you want to know? Everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's essentially the, a quint. Like, you would expect that line to come from, like, a little finger of, like, what do you want, little finger? Everything. Everything. Like, yeah. What do
1: you want to know? I want to know everything. I want to
0: know everything. And so... Lewin gets pretty uncomfortable, (laughs) and he says that they were the people of the Dawn Age, the very first, before kings and kingdoms. In those days, there were no castles or holdfasts, no cities, not so much as a market town to be found between here and the Sea of Dawn. There were no men at all, only the children of the forest dwelt in the lands we now call the Seven Kingdoms. They were a people dark and beautiful, small of stature, no taller than children even when grown to manhood, they lived in the depths of the woods, in caves and crannogs, in secret tree towns. Slight as they were, the children were quick and graceful, male and female hunted together with werewood bows and flying snares. Their gods were the gods of the forest, stream, and stone, the old gods whose names are secret. Their wise men were called Green Seers, and carved strange faces in the werewoods to keep watch on the woods. How long the children reigned here, or where they came from? No man can know, and so we get a little more about how the first men arrived, and yeah. there was some warring, but eventually a peace was made and a pact was made yeah. on the Isle of Faces, and it was sealed where. Well, because we also got the a bit of the Armadorn and yeah, I they got, they used you know, the magic to dark shatter. Dark magic was yeah. rumored to have
1: been used. Dark for that. magic
0: supposedly. But everything's evil. It's the, yeah, and then. Uh, the children agreed that the, the deep forests were theirs. The men could take everything else, but the forests were theirs, and they used the werewood to kind of keep. And the Age of Heroes happened. In the Age of Heroes For 4,000
1: happened. years, there was peace until, and then he goes on to explain about the, uh, these new men. Well,
0: yeah, because Bran says, but the children are all gone now, and Osha says that here they are, but north of the wall, things are different. Right. That's where the children and the giants and the other old races all went. And Brandon is Rickon want to know where where they go. Yeah, well, Lewin's
1: pretty pissed about this. Yeah, you know? yeah. Quit fucking filling, filling their heads their with heads fairy with tales, shit. like. And, but yeah, Rickon's like, no, 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 I want to hear. And so he explains about the Andals. Always
0: good, always good with the pack. Yeah. Shit was good. People were living life, and then yeah, these fair-haired Andals with their seven-pointed star and their seven gods came over and just started fucking everything with fire up. and steel. Yeah, they. Slaughtered the children, knew it by the numbers, and burned the, the forests. The the d- yeah, was. and the children fled to the north, and were summer interrupted. interrupts
1: with a loud howl.
0: Loud howl. Shaggy dog stands up, lifts his head, and joins his voice and to his Bran brother. Bran knows it is coming. They are coming, my lady. Winter, winter is coming. It reminded me of *Cat's Chapter in the Whispering yeah, Wood*. They're coming, they're my coming. lady. Yeah. Yeah, uh, dread fills him. He had known it, he realized, since the crow had led him down into the crypts to say farewell last night. The crow, he thought, the three-eyed crow. And the howling stopped suddenly as a raven landed on, a, uh, on the sill yep. and Rickon began to cry. Bran grabbed him and hugged him tight.
1: Yeah, I mean, and right here is just, again, they showing both know. the green sight, the, the fact that they were told by Ned that he's not coming home, that mm-hmm. this is the your... I'm dead like sorry that's yeah. why I'm here because I'm in the crypt this is I'm dead I'm, my spirit has come here and so that's partially why I think that's what they were seeing is yeah.
0: not necessarily that white but like Actually, now well, that's why I think it's disturbing is because it was this conversation, it was right. farewells. But as this visage is melting, melting. And, yeah, and so, uh, but just for Bran, because you know, Recon doesn't seem afraid, right. Bran seems disturbed, he right. says it was the most disturbing dream he had had, and so, yeah, Lewin rises as if sleepwalking and he goes over and gets the letter, noticing that the bird is. Pretty bloodied. It yeah. looked like it got attacked by an owl. I didn't know if that was significant, if the words of Ned's death getting I was wondering and bloodied if are maybe it wasn't to soil like yeah. soil Ned's name essentially, like his death even his death letter is soiled in blood. Right, and, right. Um and so yeah, he gets the letter and Bran shivers as Lou Lew- Lewin unrolls it and he asks, What is it holding Rick on all the harder? And Osha answers. Yeah. You already know what it says. And she says this not unkindly, and she rests a hand on his head. She believes yeah, it. She yeah. knows the green site. I'm sure she's experienced. Quite yeah, a she's few. seen it. Before, and so, sure. yeah, no, you know what it is, Bran. You you were just had us down in the crypts at your father's. Like, there's no way you're wrong about yes. this at this point. And Lewin turns to them with tears in his eyes, and my lords, he said to the sons, "We shall need to find a stone carver who knew his likeness well." And that is the end of Bran's last chapter in the Game of Thrones. Fuck. And what a chapter it is, man. Because yeah. good wow. goddamn. Wow. So, yeah, we get a lot of the green sight, a lot of the children of the forest. Ned's death, obviously, the news related to Winterfell. We get Rickon, as I've said, I believe, truly epitomizing the old Stark. kings of Winter. yeah, yeah absolutely. And, uh,
1: yeah, episodes, whatever, 65. So, yeah,
0: my inductees are good. Rickon. Rickon fucking Stark, man. Yeah, for I, I'm for on board with stalking around in that darkness with just that wildfire green eyes as his light because that takes more balls than I'll ever have in my fucking life. Hell I'm, yeah. And so, yeah, Rickon all the way. Dude. Although I really did like Bran in this chapter except for the Hodor Mule thing because I really feel like that's yeah. his flaw. That's mm-hmm. his, but I really like Bran's because he's so Brand does become assertive you know I want to know everything yeah, like, yeah tell he's... me about the children of the forest we are going to the maester's tower it like... very much does
1: seem like a young Brendan Rivers to me just mm. exuding that you know do this the do young that. lord like, yeah, yeah. Like...
0: and he's starting to learn he can order people and right he'll right have, he'll Osha especially kind of plays so, into yeah, that yeah pu- pushing that but... on but I don't induct Rickon, uh, Bran, I induct Rickon, so that's mine. And Rickon's um, your inductee. Yeah, Rickon, okay. Rickon, of so course. So, I'm inducting Old Man. Oh, oh yeah, okay, man. yeah, that's a good she, one. Like, yeah,
1: no, yeah. Like, she really sets the tone for a lot of his history she on children. She makes the, the stories come to life, And man. that's what it is, like, she's always references just having, even if she's not, if nothing she's saying is accurate, it is fairy tales and shit, like, What a great fucking storyteller to have around. Mm. That's fucking sick.
0: See, but what she's saying, like, isn't necessarily true of what we know. That they flew with the fish and... Swam with the birds Like they can Ward into stuff So right, like right. She's not wrong Well, uh, like, And that's it And like, even Simon Star Eyes When Bran brings that up And old, oh Old Nan Says it was a fighter You know Who could use a staff Like I feel like There's so much more Fantastical element sure, That Old sure. Nan added But Bran is aware He was talking to Lewin So yeah, he's only yeah. presenting Like the facts
1: Yeah not the fact that he Because I actually Misread it at first When it said that he could Spin the staff in his hands And yeah. chop two men in half In half yeah I, I read it as He could spin on his hands And twirl the staff And chop And I that's how I think old Hell man would yeah. tell it anyway. He's oh yeah, like yeah, spinning, yeah. Up on spinning, his spinning like a top <laughs> on his fucking legs out. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, old man, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So we did get a write-in for inductees from our friend in France, Julian. He hey. says, "Ciao, amici." Pleasant chapter where I get to know the concept of Green Seer a little bit better. We definitely one of got my some... favorite there concepts. There was actually one thing before I go too much further, uh, just because he reminded me of the Green Seers. There was a point when Lewin was explaining the Isle of the God of Faces there, and that this sacred order of Green Seers was, was formed. there to protect the. Do yeah. you think any of them are still Oh yes I do. Dude. Yes I do. Like, holy shit, mm-hmm. that Sacred Order of Green Seers sounds yeah, like the coolest Ragar, shit I've ever uh, fucking could be
0: heard there potentially. Helen uh, Reed. Helen Reed like,
1: fucking just, Benjen mm. Stark. Mm. Like
0: mm. Cold Hands. Garrett <laughs> Garrett is fucking there. Everybody's, Everybody's on the Sacred there. Order of Green
1: Hand. Uh, anyway. Um, Julian says, I like how George R.R. R. Martin used the narration well to bring a bit of history and context mm-hmm. about the magic, the sight through dreaming, and so on. Knowing how it will affect Bran later on, it's pretty well played. I'm sure you will pick up on the something about John that Eddard is saying There's something about. about Mary. There's something about something there. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is, but yeah, we yes, we see that. Uh, if he had to choose an inductee, he will bring Osha into the Brotherhood oh, hell yeah. this time. She clearly knows, or at least understands, a lot about what the kids feel. The foreseeing mm. dreams don't surprise her even more when the raven comes. She backs the kids' impression, fully aware the animal brings the news they fear they already know. They sure know their deal beyond the wall. Too bad nobody in the Seven Kingdoms considers them at their right value for now. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, good day to you both, Villar de Harris. Thank
0: you, Julian. We love that was your great. Aduc- uh, actually, to your point, yeah, I really do. That's one of my favorite. Things that endears me most to osha is that to her these kids opinions and the things they say are valid like she doesn't just write them off immediately because they're children because whatever's happened to her north of the wall and i'm sure a lot of shit has she's learned to kind of understand that there's shit you're not going to explain there's forces that well, look, are at work that aren't absolutely explainable and so these kids having dreams about their father dying is like nowhere oh, near okay. the level of bullshit. Like, well, I really enjoy that.
1: I guarantee she's seen giants.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. At this, she, she has. At no yeah. point
1: is like, listen, Lewin, I have fucking stood face to face with a giant. She doesn't try to force him yeah, to no. believe it. it's
0: whatever. But she never, but does, never, never once does she ever say to Bran that dreams are dreams. Mm-hmm. She's always validating and saying, you know. Listen, like, yeah, I they... understand, like, you're, you're worried about your father and stuff, but, like, let's go down and see it, yada, yada, yada. And, yeah, and then here she says, you know, some dreams are important and some aren't. Some are just dreams, but, you know, there is the chance that they're more than something. Yeah, and it. so that's, I think, what endears Asha to us the most is that she listens to Bran and agrees. Yeah. So, Word, if uh, you would like to write into us, let us know your thoughts, feelings, opinions, or inductees. Please do so. You could do that
1: all over the place. We have an email. You can reach us at withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. Uh, Zach's on Instagram at Manners Without. I'm on Twitter at Manners Without. He's on Twitter at carstark 92 We also have a Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. If you would like access to our private Facebook group. Ooh. Sensual. You can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash manners, where we also have bonus episodes. Yes. Currently up there we have... Mercy and Theon, yeah. and coming uh, very, very soon, if it's not already up at this point, Victarion. Victarion! Sample Wins Win chapters. Go check them out. They're good stuff. Yeah.
0: Uh, any rate and reviews you guys could leave us would be much appreciated yeah, all as the those pad- help us out. On the podcast platforms. And, uh, yeah, join us next episode. We'll be reading Sansa's last chapter, Sansa 6 in A Game of Thrones. Yeah, and, so. again, dealing with some more fallout for the children of the death of their father. Yeah. And so this Sansa, has been boom, boom boom. who I think really has the worst of it out of the children, besides maybe Arya at this point, uh, she's going to kind of isolate herself and give in to the darkness. Yeah. And so poor Sansa. But join us next time for that because I'll probably get a laugh or two out of it.
1: We usually do. We kind of shot in Florida. We we laugh at the expense of Sansa. <laughs> it's True, not cool. Yeah. But, but it's just her naivety, I suppose, we're laughing at. Until
0: and, uh, then, just remember... That a man who duels with magic. I don't remember that. Duels with a glass, so. That was it, Valor the Heron! Peace!